Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Just Believe podcast associated with full press coverage. My name is Brandon Ray. I am the Buffalo Bills managing editor for full press coverage. And on this podcast, we're going to be talking about one team. That's right. That small market Western New York team up in Buffalo, New York, up in Orchard Park. The team that doesn't get the national media coverage. The team that doesn't get the respect The team that is slowly becoming something that Buffalo has not had in a long time, and that's a winning team. So to start off, what better way to start off this show than talk about a victory that was kind of like a landmark type of win back from the 1990s, you know, with the runs with the Jim Kellys and the Thurman Thomases, the Bruce Smiths, the four-year stretch of the Super Bowl losses, four years in a row, two of those, to none other than the team that the Bills just defeated on Thanksgiving night, the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. The Bills traveled to Dallas on a short week, two to three two to three days of preparation going up against that Jerry Jones-led organization with that wannabe $40 million quarterback in Dak Prescott. That six and six cow that's that now six and six Cowboys team that has a lot of questions uh, to be answered. So to start it off, a little bit of a recap. As you all know, the Bills came in as a seven-point underdog versus this Cowboys offense that was ranked the number one overall offense, both passing and defense. Prescott currently leads the NFL in passing yards. But if I'm correct, Buffalo had the better quarterback that game, and that's none other than the Wyoming prospect, Josh Allen. Josh Allen completed 79% of his passes, throw for 231 yards in the air, one touchdown, and he also added on 43 yards rushing on the ground as well as a touchdown. But it wasn't it wasn't as big as a play that Allen made except on fourth down early in the first half. Fourth down, Buffalo was going for it. Missed snap between Mitch Morris and Allen. Allen fumbles it. Extends for the ball, putting his arms on the line for this play. Hops over a defender. Bounces off of defender and then drags another one to pick up the first down. If that's not mental and physical toughness, I don't know what is. I mean, come on, think about it. Who was the last quarterback that had the opportunity to, to, to do a play like that? None other than Cam Newton. Back in 2016, the Super Bowl against the Denver Broncos, there's a clear cut image of Newton kind of hesitating to get that ball, even though it's a live ball. Fumble. Fumble I, Fumble Ruski, whatever you want to call it. That's the biggest difference between Allen's play and Newton's play. Allen put his body on the line just to get a first down in the first half when they were already when they were already winning or where they're about to take the lead. Newton and the Panthers had just a horrible outing. Anyways, moving on. The Bills offense was surprisingly productive. You know, this offense has slowly come come, come along. They've had their bad games. In the beginning of the year, their offense was a little questionable. But these two new wide receivers that the Bills brought in by the names of John Smoke Brown and Cole Beasley, the former Dallas Cowboy, who, by the way, had a great homecoming game against his old team. These two wide receivers have made an impact for this young quarterback. Cole Beasley 
six catches, 110 yards, one touchdown. It was against his old team who replaced him with Randall Cobb. No offense to Cobb. He's a great player, great slot receiver. Cole Beasley was the clear-cut better one. I mean, that's that's an obvious. And then John Brown, he's having a great season for the Bills. He's on pace to get over 1,000 1, receiving yards for the first time since 2015 when the last Bills wide receiver to do that was Sammy Watkins. John Brown had three catches for 26 yards. But Brown also had a passing touchdown on a trick play, which a lot of fans were calling the Billy Special in honor of Philly Special. John Brown now has more touchdown passes than Cam Newton and has the same amount as Josh Rosen. That's just a fun fact for the night. This offense had a total of 356 yards. They only fumbled once. They went two for two on fourth downs. That was a key statistic compared to the Cowboys only completing 33% on fourth downs. But what amazes me is that even though the Cowboys had the number one overall offense, the Bills had more, had a more time of possession than Dallas. Buffalo had thirty had over 33 minutes compared to Dallas's just under 27. That Bills offense simply smacked around Dallas's offensive line, or sorry, Dallas's defensive line, their linebacker core, their secondary. At one point, you thought your TV glitched. I thought I, I certainly thought mine did. I'm sitting there eating my eating my Thanksgiving dinner, and don't judge me. I had steak, which, by the way, I highly recommend steak over turkey. I like turkey, but the steak I had, phenomenal. There was one play where Allen completed a pass to none other than Cole Beasley. Allen had so much protection around him. It looked like he froze on the TV, and it looked like he had enough time to write down what he was going to get his family for Christmas. That Dallas defense... While they did play phenomenal at certain drives at certain times, that offensive line in Buffalo just controlled that line of scrimmage. Allen had a lot of protection around him. Allen didn't have to scramble as much. It was something weird compared to last year. Because if you're a Bills fan, you watched last season, the reason why Allen led the team in rushing yards is because he was running for his life. Now he's got better protection. He's got better wideouts. So he can't complain much. But it's not just this Bills offense that is, you know, it, they're, they're not the only unit on that team that is making fans think and, like, pay attention to. This Bills defense has been discussed as one of the elite units and not just the division or the conference, but the entire NFL. For God's sakes, they were the number three defense coming in against this game. And if I remember correctly, offense wins you games, defense wins you championships. Well, that Bills defense certainly lit up this Cowboys offense. Cowboys offense put up over 400 yards, but what good is the yards if you don't put up the points? This defense ended up getting one interception by none other than Starla Tulele, who, by the way, his first interception since 2006, back when he was a senior in high school. And then they ended up getting four sacks, led by their rookie defensive tackle, the ninth overall pick, Ed Oliver. Shaq Lawson, Trent Murphy, and Jordan Phillips also recorded the sacks themselves. This Bills defense gave up two touchdown drives on Dallas's opening drive in the first quarter and then their last one in the fourth quarter. So between that span, that defense showed the world, showed the national wide crowd. Dak Prescott is not the guy to win the game through for throwing the ball down the field. He's that check down type of quarterback. You know, and what surprised me is that Ezekiel Elliott 
and that run game was just abandoned. And not just taken away, but, like, it was gone early. Elliott had a total of 12 carries for, I believe, between 70 and 80 yards. That is a top five, arguably top three running back you have in your offense, and you're only going to use him 12 times? I get that Buffalo's defense is great, but you got to put your best versus the best. You think Tony You think Tony Pollard's going to win the, win the game? Absolutely not. Now, granted, Leslie Frazier, Sean McDermott, that just happened to be in their favor. I'm not saying Prescott's a bad quarterback. He's not. I'm just saying that Prescott is not the guy you want to depend on to win the game. And it showed. Mark Cooper, you know, after going catchless against New England, he caught eight passes for 85 yards. But, again, where's the touchdown? We, we talk about who is putting up the most yards, who's putting up the most points. If I remember correctly, points wins, wins you games. Yards don't. That defense in Buffalo just shut down the number one overall offense. And the Bills... And the Bills along with Josh Allen, that offense is slowly coming along. The fact that they can do the damage that they did to Dallas on the road on a short week just shows what type of offense opposing defenses are going to have to face the next coming weeks. So, the seven-point underdog, Bills fans love that. The Bills love that. They like being ruled as the underdog, especially to a team that has a losing record, a team that can't be a team greater than 500. Bills fans will take that, you know. The Bills community will take that. Bills ended up winning 26-15. You know, the Cowboys scored a garbage touchdown in the end, which could have led to a, maybe a potential comeback. It wasn't happening. Bills move on to 9-3 for the first time since 1996, and they send the Cowboys down to 6-6 six and six in an NFC playoff picture that's already tough as it is. Buffalo will now prepare for their toughest matchup of the season, even more than New England. Back in week four, they host the Lamar Jackson-led Baltimore Ravens, who just defeated the San Francisco 49ers in that elite defense, 20-17, to off of a game-winning field goal by Justin Tucker. The last time Buffalo played Baltimore was week one of 2018, where the Ravens won 47-3, to the year that the Bills were going to go into a rebuild mode. Now, who was the quarterback? Nathan Peterman. I mean, come on. What did you expect? Baltimore this year, yes, they're 10-2. You can argue that they're the best team in the league. They're the best team in the AFC. They got the number one offense. Whatever you want to say. Baltimore has lost to Kansas City, led by Patrick Mahomes. And their second loss was to Cleveland. A team that is just starting to turn things around just slowly. That team is 11-5 on paper, but now they're 5-7. and seven. Baltimore is not invincible. They're not Goliath. They look like it, but they're not. And any team can be beaten. This Baltimore team, they did beat the Patriots. That defense was putting up historic numbers up until that week when Baltimore single-handedly whipped the Patriots' butt. Lamar Jackson is a, is a magician. You know, he is the Patrick Mahomes of this year, you know. Back in 2018, is how you going to stop Patrick Mahomes? Now the question is how you going to stop Lamar Jackson? The Baltimore offense has not given up. I'm sorry. They have not scored under 20 points this season. The Bills' defense only allows, on average, 16 points. This is going to be another Buffalo versus Dallas 
type of game where it's going to be a lot of Bills defense versus Ravens offense. Now, if I'm the Bills and I need to win all three phases of the game, let's go to the offensive side first. First of all, Brian Dable, I think he kind of needs to stay up, up top in the box. The Bills haven't lost a game since 10, or if it was just because he just grew out his mustache and shaved the rest of facial hair, whatever you want to call it. Since their loss against Cleveland and since Sean McDermott's press conference where he said, you move the ball, you score points. If you don't, I get frustrated and then you walked out. Buffalo has been a top 10 offense since that day. The Bills, the Bills have to find a way to move the ball and keep the Ravens on edge. The biggest thing about the Baltimore defense is they're not the same hard-hitting shutdown unit that they have been the last 10, 15 years. But they're still a decent defense. You know, they may be middle of the pack, but they're not one of the worst. Buffalo's offense is slowly coming along, but in order to win this game, you got to score. You have to score, and you have you have to make this Baltimore defense think, what are they going to do now? You can't be predictable. You can't make the bad decisions. And you have to trust the guys around you. Allen has to trust his receivers to make the catches. The receivers have to trust that Allen makes the throws. That offensive line has to trust that Allen gets the ball in less than three seconds, just like Allen has to trust his offensive linemen, given three seconds. Just just three seconds, though. That's all the quarterbacks you need. Big thing is getting the running game involved. Devin Singletary, the rookie running back out of Florida Atlantic, has come along nicely for this Bills offense. And personally, I think you're going to see a more workload for him. You're going to see Frank Gore involved in as well. They're going to split the reps. But Singletary is right now supposed to be the featured running back for the Bills for the Bills' future. Josh Allen has to be able to commend that offense, and you have to you have to outthink this Ravens defense. You know, and the same goes to the Bills defense. You have to find a way to stop Lamar Jackson. There's a double, there's a couple different key factors: interior pressure, contain the outside maintain Mark Ingram, and you have to figure out the passing attacking that the Ravens are going to bring to Buffalo. What makes Baltimore so unique, their passing game does not have a clear-cut number one receiver. I would argue Mark Andrews, their tight end, top five tight end in my opinion, top ten at, at worst. But they have these big tight ends. They have these speedy receivers. They have different weapons, kind of like Buffalo in a way. They don't have a clear-cut number one go-to guy. Buffalo, they have John Brown, Baltimore, Mark Andrews. But, like, that's not like you're, like, you're Julio, you're DeAndre Hopkins, you're Devontae Adams. Like, you, don't, you they could go to anybody. That's what makes both these offenses special, especially when they have two quarterbacks who can make plays with both their arms and their legs. Leslie Frazier and that Bills defense is going to have to play Super well, almost close to perfection if they want to win this game. Like I said before, this Baltimore offense is great. They're not Goliath. They are not invincible. No team is that. The only team that was that was the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Now granted, times were different, but still, they went undefeated. If I'm the Bills... 
You don't just have to play with Baltimore. You don't just have to compete with them. If you want to get the recognition and get the respect and get heads twisting about this team going into the potential playoff spot that they're currently going in right now, you have to beat Baltimore. Whether it's by one point, three points, 10, 20, 40, whatever it is, you have to beat the Baltimore Ravens. This Ravens team is not going to let up. They're going for the number one seed. They want to surpass New England. Buffalo is trying to lock up that AFC wildcard spot, the first one. This is going to be a fight. This is going to be a battle. Why can't this be game of the week? I say it's going to be. So it comes it comes down to three simple keys. Contain Lamar. Offense has to stay consistent. And you have to keep the Ravens on edge. You don't want to be predictable against this team that has beaten great teams this year. So next Sunday at New Era Field, 1 o'clock, the 10-2 Ravens versus the 9-3 Buffalo Bills. Make sure to tune into that game. That's going to be a game to watch no matter what. Whether you're a Ravens fan, Bills fan, whatever fan you are, at least check it out just a little bit. It's going to be a fun one to watch. But another Bills news moving on. So after this week, the Bills have a two-game lead in the AFC wildcard spot. So the four teams that are behind them are the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans, both who are at 7-5. and five. And then they have Oakland and the Indianapolis, both at 6-6. Six and six. Pittsburgh's going to play Arizona next week. Tennessee is going to play Oakland. And then Indianapolis is going to play Tampa Bay. Buffalo at 9-3 has the advantage. Pittsburgh... Tennessee, Oakland, Indianapolis, they're on the edge, especially Oakland and Indy. What makes this scenario comforting for Bills fans is that Pittsburgh and Buffalo play play against each other on December 15th in Week 15. Buffalo has the head-to-head record over Tennessee. Oakland and Indianapolis, I don't see them coming out of the AFC into the playoffs. Now, Pittsburgh facing Arizona. Bills fans, you want to vote for Arizona. You want them to win. Tennessee against Oakland. Now, this is kind of like a win-win situation. If Oakland beats Tennessee, that sends Tennessee down to 7-6, and six, bumps Oakland up to 7-6, and six, so they're still tied. So you still, you still have at least a two-game lead on both those teams. But if Tennessee beats Oakland, then Tennessee goes to 8-5. But remember, Buffalo has that head-to-head win over them, so they're automatically over them. And then I wouldn't worry about Indy, per se. They're going to Tampa Bay, which is a boomer bust offense, but I don't think Indianapolis is going to be coming out of the playoffs. So when you're looking at the stretch that the Bills are going to have to go through, as well as these other teams, if I'm the Bills, you got to win at least one to two more games. If you win one game, you're about 98%. If you win two more games, you should be 100%. It's very hard to win 11 games and not make the playoffs. The last team to do that, I believe it was the New England Patriots in 2008 when Tom Brady went down and Matt Castle stepped in. And then also, Buffalo, like I said, Buffalo's going to play Pittsburgh in two weeks in Pittsburgh, scheduled for a 1 o'clock game, or is it going to be a Sunday night game? There are rumors going around that Buffalo and Pittsburgh are one of the games to be rumored to be moved or flexed to the Sunday night slot. This would, this would mean that the Bills would have now two national televised games. And they would be facing the team that's in the hunt to uh, make to make the playoffs. 
behind a Mike Tomlin-led team who has Devlin Hodges as their quarterback, no James Conner, no Juju, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell are long gone. This team is still 7-5. So they're a hard, disciplined team, and they can win. They can win. There's no doubt about it. Even through the injuries, through the drama, Buffalo still has to find a way to compete with Pittsburgh. Now, granted, don't skip over Baltimore to go to Pittsburgh. Baltimore's going to make the playoffs no matter what. Pittsburgh and Buffalo, they're they're more than likely going to, depending on how Pittsburgh does during this stretch. But if the Bills go to Pittsburgh and it's on Sunday Night Football, get prepared for a great game no matter what. That game is going to be a – it should be snowy. It's going to be hard fought. I've, I would take Buffalo's offense over Pittsburgh's. But Pittsburgh's defense, I think, is very underrated. You know, I don't think they're Buffalo great, but Pittsburgh's defense can still play. So, down this stretch, Buffalo has a tough task. You know, they've got to go against the Ravens. They've got to go against the Steelers. They have to go against the Patriots. And then they got to, you know, one more final game against the Jets of the regular season. You win one, you're almost for sure in the playoffs. You win two, you should, you should definitely be in the playoffs. So... Bills, 9-3, December football. They're at home twice, and they're on the road twice. So this is going to be an interesting stretch for the Bills. So, again, this is the first episode of the Just Believe podcast, again, associated with full press coverage. My name is Brandon Ray. I am the managing editor for the Buffalo Bills on full press coverage. Be sure to tune in every week. We're going to be talking about Bills news, Bills coverage, Different reports are coming out with them. Injuries, players. It's going to be a lot of fun. This Bills team deserves to get a little bit of recognition, whether it's on national TV, on a show like Good Morning Football, or through this type of, or through a website. So I thank you all for joining in. And go Bills. Yeah.